It's the JT and Looney Podcast. I believe... Episode 99. You smell that? That is the smell of football in the air. Well, I'm in Los Angeles, so it's also the smell of smog and pot. But that is the smell of the NFL in the air. And with with just a little touch of human growth hormone and steroids as well. And this is our Super Bowl edition, our Super Bowl prediction edition of the JT and Looney podcast. And as always, Bet Online is our sponsor, the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. This is all at Bet Online. Head to the website, sign up today, get a 100% welcome bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney. So take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th. Buccaneers, Cowboys, if you lose, your bet will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when you sign up and use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, JT. I love this podcast. I love this show. Very quickly before we begin, I saw a helicopter flying over the Looney Mansion, picking oh up God. water and firefighters there, literally outside the Looney Mansion. Are you safe? Are you safe and clear? What What is going on? Oh, it, uh, it was actually pretty amazing because I went out uh, for my hike. Got to get five miles in, walking or running every day. And it was just a coincidence that as I did, a fire broke out. So I had my camera with me. I do have a press credential that I was uh, from being a newsman in Los Angeles during the uh, pandemic. I was granted a special press credential, which I did not have in my pocket. But uh, they were too busy, the Forest Rangers and the uh, amazing Los Angeles Fire Department putting out this fire, which ended up being about a five-acre brush fire. Mm. And uh, it was fascinating. You know, there is a, a place right within the park. There's a thousand-acre park right behind the house. And there's also a place to refill, which is really fun for the kids to watch. Uh, and guys in general, you know, the, the, all those toys out there putting out fires. And there's this place where they refill helicopters for any, you know, forest fire in Southern California. They have a refilling station within this same park. So if a brush fire ever breaks out in the park behind me, they can refill the helicopters and then they don't have to drive very, fly very far to put it out. So it was, and as you could see, I was right underneath the helicopters. There's a lot of, uh, fire roads which people just used to hike because there's rarely fires. And I was right there, as you can see, with the with the fire department as they put it out with their hoses and the, and the helicopters. I was right beneath the helicopters with such a, an upfront view. And they don't, you know, they were busy putting out the fires and they didn't tell me to go away. And so I got some great footage and uh, they're amazing. Well, the theory behind this Super Bowl preview show, which I called on radio in this podcast is, over 23, 23 years ago, I worked at a company, sports fan radio network. That was my first job in radio, syndicated radio in Vegas and worked with some wonderful people. Zig Fercasi, Dave Koken, Pete Rose. I mean, a lot of people in radio who are still in radio. And I remember one time I was sitting in the bullpen. That's the common area in radio where guys are doing research and getting ready for their updates. And it was the playoffs and one of the hosts who shall remain nameless said, Oh, I'm changing my picks. 
And I said, what? what? He goes, yeah, well, I'm <laughs> changing my picks for the playoffs. And I go, you can't change your fucking picks for the playoffs. You have to have your picks. You have to stick with your picks. And he changed his playoff picks after every round of the playoffs. And that stayed with me. Not a lot of things have stayed with me for 20 plus years in sports radio. That stayed with me. So I like to make my predictions before the start of the season and stick with them. You like to have one addendum. You're allowed one addendum <laughs> yes, yes. on your pick. Yes. I stick with mine. And I've been, it's hard to pick the winner of the Super Bowl before the season. I got a Russell Wilson Super Bowl right. I got a Tom Brady Super Bowl right, the last one with the Patriots. You know, I had some other ones. I had Atlanta. And they were up 28 to three. I got that wrong. So I've been close. You've been good with the NBA to... over the years, too. Yeah, I've been you, all right with the NBA. Yeah, I, I've watched pick. you stick with your picks. Here's why you're not giving yourself enough credit because you've been better at it than me. And, uh, and, and, and right. My, my rule was always that I get to change it after the first week. If I pick someone who's going to yeah. win the Super Bowl and they lose in week one, I immediately change it. And you all, you always were, you know, that was a forbidden rule in the JT world until I came along and you bent it for me. Thank you. And, uh, and it's been, you've been very good at it over the years. So there's really been no reason. And you don't bend, you don't change your, your picks. You don't change your friends. Uh, I've no. met Jimmy B, who you've known since first grade. As you know, you've seen the pictures. I've had friends since kindergarten. Uh, you don't, that, that's just the way you are. You don't change teams. Your, your dad put a Yankee hat on you when you were a baby, an infant, and you have not wavered in that fanship over the years. So that's just the way you are. Well, Cranky Yankee's been out lately a lot, considering <laughs> the collapse they're on. But uh, back to our football picks right. as we begin. I had Minnesota winning the Super Bowl two years ago. I was confident they lost to Jimmy G in San Francisco as I thought they were going to run the table. So, again, what we're trying to do here, this podcast, is to get you to pick your Super Bowl picks. Dallas plays Thursday night against mm. Tampa Bay. And then we have this first weekend. So by the end of the first weekend, we'd like you to have your Super Bowl pick in. Uh, tweet us at JT the Brick at Looney on Fox with your Super Bowl pick. Who's going to play in the Super Bowl and who's going to be the MVP of the regular season? We begin in the NFC South. We're in the NFC South. They have the reigning champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And believe it or not, the first time in modern history, they brought every single player back astounding yeah you know usually a team has to remain hungry you bring in new blood yeah. new players you get rid of someone good you bring in someone else they didn't move it at all uh, i have tampa bay in the south going 13 and 4 in the rest of that division new orleans does not have drew Brees anymore they go with Jameis winston who i've always liked i think he's a very good quarterback oh my he's god he's good yards. he's gonna surprise people yep I have New Orleans going 10 and seven. They're one of my wild cards. We'll get to the wild cards at the end, but we're doing the South. I have Carolina. They were nine and, you know, they were, a, I think, five, six win team last year. I have them right around the same. I don't think they're going to do much. And then I, <coughs> excuse me, a little sneeze yeah. there. And then when we get to Atlanta, Atlanta's a tough pick. Atlanta last year had some injuries. They bring back Mark, Matt Ryan. They have a new head coach and Arthur Smith. They got Kyle Pitts, the great tight end out of Florida, but I have them in last place at five and 12 Tampa Bay wins the NFC South with the 13 and four record, Tom. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the popular pick for popular people. I'm always a little bit trepidatious 
about the team that it, well, you know when the whole world zigs i zag and you know that and in sports you know you remember a couple of years ago when when all the experts picked the clippers to go to the nba finals and i was thinking clippers you know and lebron james and i picked lebron james and the lakers and lebron james and the lakers well well everyone else was making fun of the roster they plowed through everybody else in the nba so i'm always a little bit afraid of now there's nothing wrong in this case with picking tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers as all the experts are compared to you know going with the clippers this is like when people roll the dice on the browns which we will get to when we get the afc which is about as smart as rolling the dice on the clippers and i and i agree with you with the nfl south it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and i think and i agree with you about Jameis winston Jameis winston it probably got overlooked in, in some of the hype because there's just also so many great quarterbacks in the NFL right now and some sleeping giants, which he may be. You know, he did set that interception record a couple of years ago as, yeah, I don't know if it was an interception record, but remember he was an interception machine, as was Peyton Manning early on. Am I comparing Jameis Winston to Peyton Manning? Yeah, I compare all the quarterbacks coming up. They're amazing. Jameis won a Heisman Trophy. Peyton Manning didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, he, yes, he did. And Jameis Winston, I believe, was the youngest guy ever to win a Heisman Trophy. He and Johnny Manziel. Remember, we gave two Heisman trophies in a row to teenagers and then complained that they were immature <laughs> after we gave them Heisman trophies. I will never forget that because of the, uh, the the comedy that was just in waiting as we gave teenagers Heisman trophies, and deservedly so, may I add. I think the upset here will be that the uh, Saints could take the NFC South with Tampa Bay Buccaneers slipping into the playoffs. As a playoff team, you got to remember, and I'm going with uh, with Father Time here. You don't predict injuries, and so I always respected that. But we have to go with Tom Brady's age. I've just I, he's lucky last year that a 22 year old linebacker who can run a four four forty, who's six four and weighs two sixty, hepped up on steroids and HGH allegedly, hits Tom Brady going full speed. And they've got a whole different story in Tampa Bay. And so that's what Tom Brady's age worries me about Tampa Bay. And so that's why I'm taking the Saints for, to win the NFC South. Tampa Bay sneaking in as the wild card. All right, let's move on to the NFC East, where okay. every team last year was an absolute train wreck. Train wreck <laughs> team last year. Everybody absolutely fell apart. It was an absolute joke what happened. Let's not forget, we're looking back at the 2020 season. We're not looking at the preseason this year. And last year, to remind everybody, Washington won the NFC East with a 7-9 and nine record. 7-9. and nine. The Giants and the Cowboys were both 6-10, and 10 and the Eagles were 4-11. and 11. Now, the Cowboys open up at Tampa Bay, and then they have to go to the Chargers. That's a pretty tough schedule right out of the gate. So I think that they're going to start off a little bit slow, but they have such a good roster. I like Daniel Jones with the Giants. They're getting Saquon Barkley back. The Eagles are in a, a pretty much complete rebuild at this time, the way I see it. Washington has the best defensive front led by Chase Young, but they have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, They had a whole offseason to upgrade their business the way Facebook, Google, Tesla upgrades their search engines and work, and all they could come back with was Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback. Sorry, Washington football team. And why does it take them two years to come up with a new name for Redskins? I know, Anybody I know, know why? I, know. I, can get a, a ah, I think he's pouting. My, my conspiracy theory is he's pouting. 
You know, that's the team that he 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 bought that brand. Yeah, that was the name that. of the team. Even leaving yeah, leaving all the debate aside, which we've done until we were blue in the face. Uh, he, I always, my claim was they should change the name of the team, but they shouldn't make him do it because that's the that's the brand he bought, which was a billion dollar brand, and when he sells it, they should you know that should be the rule, and I think he's pouting, and I don't blame him. I have the Dallas Cowboys winning the division. The only team to make the playoffs in the division. We had a game this year. I have the Dallas Cowboys going 10 and seven. They'll win the NFC East and they'll host a home playoff game. Yeah. And I do think that we are Dallas Cowboy obsessive. Again, when I talked about media obsessions, Dallas Cowboys pretty much irrelevant. They're not even like the Dallas Mavericks as the Green Bay Packers are. The Green Bay Packers are the Dallas Mavericks because they've won one championship and all we do is talk about them. Uh, they haven't, they haven't won anything. And so uh, we do. And you know what? They're, they're a great brand. And so I understand. And we grew up where they never lost, even before we were watching football, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys were a pristine brand, but they're not anymore. But we love to obsess on them. And so I understand that. And we obsess in sports on the shiny toys and the new things and the offensive weapons. But as uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm a defensive, as you know, a, a three year Pop Warner all star in sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. And I was a defensive dynamo, and I've always loved defensive football. No one's going to stop these Washington Redskins, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Do I say that? Yeah. Do I say that confidently? No. (laughs) No, I don't, because this division, you know, could have somebody win it at 7 and 10. Now, the Washington football team isn't going to go 7 and 10 even though they won it at seven and nine last year, just because of that defense. And they're, they're younger and smarter and better with a, with a head coach. That's good getting into his second year and he's all lathered up and ready to go. So it's Redskins. Nobody else is going to the playoffs. Whoever, uh, whoever Redskins win the division, nobody else in this division goes to the playoffs. That's my prediction. All right, let's move on. Uh, Let's move on to the NFC North, the cold weather division where last year to remind all of our podcast listeners, Green Bay won at 13 and three. They won by five games over Chicago, who was eight and eight. Chicago, by the way, made the playoffs. They were the last wild card team. Minnesota, the biggest disappointment, seven and nine, and Detroit, five and 11. Detroit comes in with Dan Campbell, new coach. He actually, actually acts like a lion. He roars and he has like seven venti coffees in the morning and wears tank tops. He's, he's going to tough their way, I think, to an extra win. So I'll give them six wins this year. My kind of Minnesota, guy. <laughs> uh, Minnesota, here's the first the political, politically triggered JT comment right. in the podcast. Kirk Cousin isn't vaccinated, and he thought that putting plexiglass around his workspace in the Minnesota practice facility would keep COVID away. So now I'm anti Kirk Cousins. And as you know, I've been pro Kirk Cousins. Right. I picked him win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Minnesota at seven and nine. I'll give them another win this year. I think they'll go eight and nine. Chicago's very interesting to me. I think Chicago with Khalil Mack and that really good defense, they have Andy Dalton. They will bench Andy Dalton at some point. They'll go with Justin Fields. <clears throat> who I think is a very good quarterback, but he's young, so he's going to lose games. So they were eight and eight, and I, I still have them around eight wins. I'll go eight and nine. And I have Green Bay running away with the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers 
go 13-4, and four, easily win the North by multiple games, and will host multiple playoff games in the postseason. I have the Packers winning the NFC North and no one else coming out as a wild card. The popular pick for popular people, of course, the Green Bay Packers winning the NFC North. And why wouldn't you, considering the sad sack division that this is? And you know what? Can we... Can we break out of that at some point? And we will be incredibly wrong about at least one team at some point when, you, when we get to December or January and listen back to this podcast, which will never happen. But, but if that were to happen, we're going we're gonna to really miss on one particular team, and it's not going to come from this division. Uh, the Detroit Lions, almost like the Clippers or the, or the Cleveland Browns, just leave them alone when it comes to predicting anything with the Detroit Lions, even if they have a good season. Predicting a good season is suicidal. Uh, Andy Dalton, I always thought, had more talent than people give him credit for, but he's also going to a place where they've never had a good quarterback in our lifetime or anybody else's lifetime. If they did in somebody else's lifetime when Papa Bear was the coach, then, okay, If how about this? If the Chicago Bears have ever had a great quarterback. It's uh, it's it's easy to say they never have because they've had one or two, which is two doors down from zero. The Aaron Rodgers revenge tour has begun, uh, as of course with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he doesn't get along with his family. He doesn't get along with anybody. He's oh, and I'm predicting. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, I can't go ahead. I'm predicting. I can't believe I'm going to do this. This is such a big move. I'm predicting. I'm predicting he breaks up with the fiance. Oh, I'm predicting okay. that for a number of reasons. He is he's too much going through a cleanse. He's too too much long hair and groovy. And I Hawaii's been great, bro, and golf and all that. And uh, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not well, put my name on that? Well, he's broken up with everybody. That's what I was gonna say. Upon and Danica Patrick. Why don't I put my name on that? I don't want couples to break up, but he already said it's okay that he doesn't see her during the season. This thing's over. He breaks up with everybody, including his brother and his family. He, he just doesn't get along with people. He's uh, he, he, obviously, you know, there with some successful people you have to dig to find the chip on the shoulder that drives them you don't have to dig with aaron Rodgers. <laughs> we all see it right there we don't even know what this revenge tour is all about uh but we can assure you that nobody is safe uh, including his fiance, as jt adds and he, he's a media darling though like the browns and the cowboys this year and uh, or every year uh, when it comes to the Cowboys, he's always been an underachiever in the postseason, as I always say. And I won't stop because I think it's four cute. NFC championships. He's won one and one Super Bowl. He's yeah. lost a lot more big games than he's won. Good point, Tom Looney. Yeah, he's Dirk Nowitzki, somebody we really have a huge crush on in general. The, we as the media, but he's brought us one and himself and his city one championship. And so they're going to. Make a lot of noise, JT. And they're going to win this division. They're going to go to the playoffs, but they're not going to or winning the Super Bowl. That's a good tease. So there we go. Looney and I both have uh, a Green Bay winning the NFC North. Now yeah. we go to the best. That takes guts. <laughs> now we go to the best division in football, the NFC West, which no doubt is the best division in football. And last year, Seattle was 12 and four. The Rams were 10 and six. Arizona, eight and eight. And San Francisco with their injuries, six and ten. San Francisco was one and seven at home, decimated by injuries. 
So they brought in Trey Lance. They got, they're probably going to go with a dual set quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, to start Trey Lance to come in. Oh, it's going to be like him watching college football. That'll it is. It's going to be a lot like that. And Kyle Shanahan will let you know with this flat brim hat, like he's from the 909, but he's not. He's in Santa Clara. <laughs> but this is interesting because this is my first big punch in the JT Looney podcast. I have three teams making the playoffs here, which goes against conventional wisdom because if they're playing each other in the division, they're beating each other in the division and how are they going to accumulate enough wins beating up on each other? But I think they're going to dominate outside their conference and outside their division to get in. So I have the San Francisco 49ers being the biggest turnaround, six win turnaround. They go from six wins to 12. I have the Niners at 12 and five. The L.A. Rams, everybody loves Matthew Stafford. Everyone's <laughs> yeah, in love. That? What's that you want to talk, talk about a love affair going on. Yep. I'll get to the Chargers when we get to the AFC because it's even worse than a, than a season of The Bachelor. Which is- <laughs> but I'm going to go the Rams 11-6 and six wild card and Seattle. Seattle, a very good, well-coached team. Jamal Adams signed. Russell Wilson gets a new offensive lineman. I'm going to have Seattle sneak in at 10 and seven. So Niners Rams and Seattle all make the playoffs in the NFC West, Tom. Always smart to pick Seattle. And you say they're well coached. Yeah. Pete Carroll, uh, when he came in there, they were a playoff team. If you'll remember the Super Bowl team, just a couple of years before he got there, he changed everybody, changed everybody, changed the entire roster, changes it all the time and takes the team back to the playoffs, or the players do. He picks the right one when he changes the char- changes the uh, the roster. And Russell Wilson is, at times, I used to say this about Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. that at times he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And now that's Russell Wilson, at times the best quarterback in the NFL. And you better not be ahead by six with two minutes left you better not be ahead of the Seattle Seahawks by six with two minutes left because Russell Wilson will drive them down the field, score a touchdown with three seconds left. Somebody's going to kick an extra point, and you will lose against any team that has Russell Wilson uh, at, at the quarterback position. In 13 of the past 15 years, there's been at least one NFL team that's gone from worst to first. And today's popular pick for popular people seems to be the 49ers being that team. And whoever says that is probably right, although they seemed to be you know, hit with that Super Bowl hangover in 2020. Uh, it's hard to judge them by that finish because their roster got decimated by injuries. And they still have that home field disadvantage that the Cowboys had when they built the new stadium. It's hard to have a home field advantage when, you don't, when your home field is new to you. As well, it doesn't matter about the crowd, et cetera. We, we've noticed that in arenas and, and football fields throughout our lifetime is when they're new, they're also new to the home team, and there's no advantage for the first couple of years, and maybe this is the year they get over that. And as long as the 49ers can stay healthy, they win the division. You're right. The Seattle Seahawks are a better team to pick to sneak in. And uh, in the Rams, you're right. With, with, um, the, with Matthew Stafford, it's amazing to me, considering you know – what a big fan I am of Lamar Jackson. And I just watch him get overlooked and overlooked and overlooked. People are weary about Lamar Jackson. We will get to him and we will get to, to the AFC in a second. But uh, so I get annoyed when I see someone like Matthew Stafford get all the press over all the summer 
and and where it makes no sense and it's not deserved. So you know the Rams could sneak in instead of the sneak Seattle. in. <laughs> yeah. You got yeah, the Rams because, not in the, you got them sneaking into the well, playoffs. Yes, because it's 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 a tough pick here, as you know, okay. because because uh be, because of the talent and they're well coached, mm-hmm. and uh and so that that that's that's a tough call. But uh, the Forty ers win the division, and uh, okay. I'll be I'll be bold and pick that. All right, so Tom, you need three wild cards and four division winners. I'll go again with JT's picks in the NFC South. I have Tampa Bay at thirteen and four. They're in the NFC East. Dallas with ten wins. They're in. Green Bay wins the North thirteen and four. They're in. In the West, the Forty ers twelve and five. Rams eleven and six. Seahawks ten and seven. And if it was radio, drum roll, please. My final wild card will go to New Orleans. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it. It could be Washington. Could be another team there. Maybe Big Blue, the Giants. Someone can do it. But I'll go New Orleans, 10-7. and 7, And I believe we, we have to buy into the conspiracy theory. You used to get in a wild card with nine. Wild card, you get Ooh. to nine. Now you got to get 10 because we have 17 games. So New Orleans... Gets in at ten and seven, and they're my final wild card. Yeah, we could have a team this year that's ten and seven that doesn't make yes. the playoffs, and everyone's everyone's going to scream again for a round robin or a type of tournament. You know that all. I mean, it's always uh, like clockwork that happens whenever you have a bad team winning division, which this year again will probably be the NFC East. Now, the only collusion in the interests of journalistic integrity, even though integrity, eh, and we are definitely not journalists. Um, uh, we do, one thing we do collude on is to make sure that we don't have the same Super Bowl picks because one year we did because we we love to do the show organically, right. never tell each other what our opinions are going to be ahead of time. Uh, over the years, did not talk very often before the show about whatever our opinions would be. So if they were the same, the same. If they were different, they were different. And uh, last couple of years, we did. You did pass along to me what your your Super Bowl pick would be, so they wouldn't be identical. But it's interesting; we didn't pick division winners, and we didn't tell each other any else anything else when it comes to that. Yeah, and the NFC. I guess my upset special would be the Saints at the number one seed. Wow, would be my upset. Yeah, and and because the uh, because Jameis Winston is being overlooked, Jameis Winston's talent is being overlooked, and it's not popular really to like Jameis Winston, so people. Don't want to go all in on that and take the crap for it because like it. people like to read their Twitter feeds instead of just Whoa. playing offense. Give your opinion and don't read what people say to you. But uh, no one takes my advice. I on love that, that pick. Because yeah, the Saints, Packers, 49ers, Washington football team, Rams, Seahawks, Buccaneers. So as you can see, when I was talking about the NFC West, as I fudged, I knew I was going to squeeze the Rams in there. So Saints, Packers, 49ers, Washington, Rams, Seahawks, Buccaneers, my teams from the NFC. Maybe Mike Florio will cut and paste Tom Looney predicting <laughs> Saints over Tampa Bay and put it on the cover of Pro Football hey. Talk. All right. We move to the AFC on the JT and Looney Super Bowl preview podcast. We call it that because we make our picks before the start of the season. Why those scoundrels, those charlatans change their picks throughout the course of the year. Oh, before we get to the AFC, exciting news. The JT and Looney podcast partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with the PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everybody on planet Earth. And here's how it works. 
Sign up for the contest Believe Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com. Get your picks each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football, and whomever gets the most picks correct every week is going to win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of D.C. shoes. So, again, go to PlayActionPools.com. Sign up for the contest Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contests, go to playactionpools.com. It's a great place to do that. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, and a really cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. Uh, Let's remind everybody in the AFC, we're going to start with the AFC South, where last year the Titans and the Colts were both 11-5. and Uh, Tennessee on the tiebreaker won the division. Houston Texans, four and 12, Jacksonville, one and 15. I love Trevor Lawrence. I think Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, I wish Travis at the end didn't get hurt. Their star running back and gone for the year. Cause I really think that Jacksonville can win six or seven games. I yep. think Lawrence will keep them in games. Uh, Houston's awful. They're parking a guy named Deshaun Watson, parking <laughs> him because Rusty Harden, the best defense attorney I've ever heard of in my life for athletes. Disclaimer, athletes, the guy who represented Roger Clemens, who went right to the Rayburn building and said, I'm innocent. I didn't take steroids and cleared his name. Rusty Harden doesn't say a peep about Deshaun Watson. I think they'll win three games. I think they'll go three and 14. Now it comes down to the Colts and the Titans. Really tough pick. Carson Wentz, another non-vaxxer, another hunter, and a guy who goes, he's a tough guy. He doesn't need a vaccine. He'll be in COVID protocol probably multiple times this year. I like Tennessee. They run the ball downhill with Derrick Henry. They went out and got Julio Jones. Ryan Tannehill could probably be in the Olympics and be in the decathlon. He was a receiver and a quarterback in college. He can do it all. So I like the Tennessee Titans to win the division. I'm going to go Tennessee 12 and five, and I'm going to go Indy 11 and six. I got two teams, but I'm going to give the Titans the division at 12 and five. Yeah, quite the opposite of uh, of the uh, the anti-vaxxers and, uh, and Carson Wentz would be the vegans on the tennessee titan defense <laughs> a lot of those guys since they became vegans uh, became better football players and you know there's nobody more superstitious on earth than athletes and coaches and so that vegan defense of the tennessee titans is tough as you mentioned and and henry running downhill ryan Tannehill, one of those comeback player of the year types jt you have to have some shitty years to get yeah, that award. Have a shitty year to be remember the biggest secret in sports is you have to suck on purpose one year have the worst <laughs> year of your career let your fa- friends family and fans down and then oh show up to work the next year and have a great year and we give do you your job people. Yeah, yeah, do your job trophy. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, when it comes to this division, when it, there's a lot of focus on the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is always dangerous, as you know. I like focusing on the Clippers or the Browns or any team that has a historic or the Detroit Lions. Don't spend too much time talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They will disappoint you. Sorry, Jacksonville. Every once in a blue moon, or actually, it has to be two blue moons because. A blue moon is every four years. Once in every two blue moons, Jacksonville has a good season. Trevor Lawrence could set 
a single season rookie record for most touchdown passes, according to uh, the experts when it comes to his talent. So we've talked enough about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I, as you probably could tell by the Easter egg in the beginning, the Tennessee Titans are all over this division at 10-7, and seven, and none of the other teams from the AFC South will go to the, uh, go to the playoffs. The Tennessee right, Titans take the AFC South. Okay, uh, let's move to the AFC North. Pittsburgh last year, 12-4. and four. I think they were 10-0. and 0. Can you believe that last year? Right. The way they started, uh, uh, they were unbelievable. Seven and one at home. Baltimore, 11 and five, both playoff teams. And the Browns, 11 and five in the playoffs. So as I picked the NFC West with three playoff teams, I refer back to last year with three teams in this division all made the playoffs and were very good. The Bengals brought up the year at four and 11. Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback. I'm devastated that he blew out his knee. If he was completely healthy, this might've been my biggest shocking pick. If he was completely healthy, never had that injury because I think the Bengals are building a good roster. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick Cleveland to win the AFC North. I believe this team is loaded. They got quietly Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett on the defensive line. They have the best uh, safeties in football, two of them. Their secondary is outstanding. They got two running backs who are happy, that are happy sharing the load in Nick Chubb, who I think is a hell of a player. Yeah, he is. A guy who can run downhill. So, And Kareem Hunt, when you look at this team, they have two guys that can really carry a heavy load. And I, hey, thank you, everybody. No need. No, no, please stand down. No standing ovation. I'm the guy that got Baker Mayfield right. Me. Everybody mocking Baker. Oh, Baker. Oh, he does too many commercials. Oh, Baker. Oh, Baker's growing out his beard. Baker wears his hat on backwards. Baker Mayfield's a damn good quarterback. He's going to get a massive second contract. He led the team to the playoffs last year, won a game. I like Baker Mayfield to win the division. I got Cleveland at 12-5. and five. And I'm going to go with Baltimore at 11 and six, or excuse me. I'm going to go Baltimore 10 and seven as my wild card. No Pittsburgh. This is goodbye to Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, he stopped eating ice cream and food and got in shape. Oh, he didn't have to get in shape the last two years. So Ben Roethlisberger is going to try to go out. I don't think their team's balanced enough. They don't have an offensive line. Uh, offensive line problem. So I got two teams coming out of the North, Tom. Cleveland, your division winner at 12-5, and five, Baltimore, because they just win football games. They get in as a wild card. Yeah, if you take a look at Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, you know I, how he's my, he's my favorite football player in the NFL. And when you take a look at his career passer rating so far, it's better than Joe Montana or Dan Marino or John Elway or Steve Young or Johnny Unitas or Terry Bradshaw or Joe Namath and uh, all of those uh hall of famers for some reason people just think of him as a runner even if he couldn't run at all he'd be a great quarterback please pay no attention to the vaccine thing (laughs) this is where i'm going to be a complete hypocrite but uh because i think that's i'm going to ignore that which is which is i'm just going to treat it like the elephant in the room you know jt you and i are both part irish what the irish do very well we ignore the elephant in the room and we pass the mashed potatoes and talk about pleasant things. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do with Lamar Jackson because, people, this might be a great comeback year for Mark. And he doesn't need to come back from anything. His, his numbers last year were fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, but remember, his, from his MVP year, then a little bit of a slump, which you're going to have anytime you're an MVP. And 
And for some reason, people are just ignoring the Baltimore Ravens, who win football games, as you mentioned, year in and year out. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They don't have dumb losses. They're well-coached, and they're always good on defense. They'll be adequate enough on defense with Lamar Jackson. They're going to take the AFC North at uh, at 11-6. and six. And yeah, when it A lot of the- injuries. J.K. Dobbins gone. I know. First-round wide receiver gone. For a while, I mean, a lot of injuries on this team, a lot of injuries. And this, there's no Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Haloti Nada walking through that door. You're all in on the Ravens. This it isn't shocking to me. I, I understand your theory behind it, but you're, well, my, my you're theory a, a lot of times, too, is to go with organizations when we have yes. this show. And it's and it's it served me well going with teams like Baltimore and Pittsburgh over Cleveland over there. People, Cleveland's been a popular pick year in and year out, as you know. Finally, you know, they do have the talent this year to sneeze their way into the playoffs because of the, uh, as you mentioned, the running game, the defense, and Jadavian Clowney, you know, you remember, he uh, he's made a whole career out of that highlight in college. <laughs> oh, my God. But that was a pretty incredible tackle he made once. But he's a he's a great football player, and to add him to the roster here, uh, you know, I'm a, I have a defensive fetish. Yeah, and Cleveland will, you know, despite Baker Mayfield, who does have all the talent, he's getting better every year, and I love it. You know, he'll he'll be fine, and the Cleveland Browns will be good, not great. They're not going anywhere other than the playoffs, which is a big deal. Uh, when it comes to that franchise, Ravens take the division at 11, six and six Browns will be in the playoffs at 10 and seven Steelers have no offensive line. Big Ben, you, you get hurt when you're old and you have no offensive line and why, uh, you know, why put any money on the Bengals? Yeah, that's fair enough. Now we move to the AFC East where last year, Buffalo was 13 and three, seven and one, 10 and two in the conference, Miami led by Brian Flores, uh, 10 and six. Missed out on the playoffs. Uh, New England was seven and nine with Cam Newton. The Jets two and fourteen got him Zach Wilson. I think the Jets are going to win four games, five games, whatever the number is. I think Zach Wilson will win one or two games, just on tremendous yeah. arm strength, incredible Patrick Mahomes type ability with his arm. Uh, the Dolphins and the Patriots really are interesting to me because the Dolphins are in the market for Deshaun Watson. He wants to go there. Their ownership management wants him. It's been a little bit of a discussion. The coach had to twice, twice get up in front of microphones and say, two is our guy. Really? <laughs> then why do you have to tell us two is your guy twice? If he yeah. is uh, Tua, I don't think is he might be okay. Long-term they were 10 and six last year. I don't have, I have them winning nine games. And I have the Dolphins missing the playoffs. The Patriots are interesting. Now, if they started off the season with Cam Newton and won a game or two when the schedule is easy and then worked in Matt Jones after the Tom Brady game in week four, gave him week five and on, I think the Patriots could win. This is the most unique, I think, topic in this podcast. They went all in with Matt Jones, which in theory Go back to Peyton Manning's first year, Troy Aikman's first year. Go back to quarterbacks their first year. They're supposed to struggle. Everyone is in Lamar Jackson. They're supposed, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes played in week 16 in year one for a reason. Alex Smith was good. They're going with Mac Jones. I think he, I could be completely wrong or look like a genius. I think the Mac Jones struggle throughout the year. And maybe getting banged up will cost them the playoffs. I have the Patriots going nine and eight and missing the playoffs. And the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo is so good. 
The only thing that could screw it up is if Cole Beasley keeps being an anti-vaxxer yeah. and, and gets that whole team involved in COVID, uh, COVID protocol. Buffalo went 13 and three. I'm going to give them one more win. I'm going to go Buffalo 14 and three this year. I have the Buffalo Bills, the team of your youth winning the AFC East and congratulations on picking the Patriots not to make it into the playoffs. You're probably right. It's safer to go with the pay to look right. It's always a safer pick to pick the Patriots squeezing their way into the playoffs at the very least. Uh, uh, Josh Allen finished second MVP voting. If my memory serves me correctly, and I have almost total instant recall. And I think he's only starting to scratch the surface of what he can do in, in the NFL. I think he's going to be even better this year. In 2020, he finished in top five and passing and touchdown yardage. Again, if my memory serves me correctly. And one unique part of his game is how he runs the ball. He had more touchdowns last year than Lamar Jackson, who I was just boasting about and telling you not to pay attention that he didn't get a vaccine. So with added weapons, the, the team of my youth, the Buffalo Bills, who break my heart. I don't mind picking them to win in the division, but I'm not. But uh, I, I would never jinx and pick them to win the Super Bowl if I may foreshadow. But they've added oh. weapons like Emmanuel Sanders. I think, as I mentioned, Allen's going to be better than he was in 2021. And uh, the only way you can be better than second place in the MVP voting is to win it. So that could happen as well. The prediction here is that Allen becomes the first Bills MVP since Thurman Thomas. In 1991, Bills take the division at 13 and four. I do just trying to be right. It's very important. It's an Irish thing. I do. I am going to predict that the Patriots squeeze into the playoffs at oh, 10, and, 10 and seven. Yeah. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the Thank party. You. You're allowed in. You don't need a credential. You can go into the Patriots party yeah, of everybody yeah. thinking they're a playoff team. For whatever reason, you're invited in the party. Yeah, but, I want to be right. That's the reason. But we're about to see if you get into the biggest party. Not Bachelor, Bachelor Island, where everybody out west is fawning over Justin Herbert. Now we move to the AFC West. Where, oh, yeah. Let me remind everybody the record in the AFC West last year, because I'm the only person who's talking about this on any platform. Kansas City went 14 and two, ran away with the division. The Raiders, the Raiders were eight and eight and came in second. Should have had 10 wins. They lost two of the most dramatic games I've seen since the immaculate reception and the tuck rule. And the Raiders were eight and eight. Does anybody recall that the Chargers were seven and nine and the Broncos were five and 11? No one does because every person has the Chargers either deep in the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Why? I guess Derwin James is back. So they think he's the best safety in football might be. And that the love affair with Herbert. Then we go to Denver, where I've seen a lot of people pick Denver with Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Ballgame, uh, to go to the playoffs, and improving from 5-11 and 11 to what, 10 wins? Do, do I see that? The Broncos, who's running the football? Who do they have outside Jerry Judy? I, I look around, and I'm amazed by this. So we begin with the AFC West. Kansas City is clearly the best roster. Kansas City is going to destroy a lot of teams. But they're not as good as the team that won the Super Bowl two years ago and the team that lost the Super Bowl last year. They're getting older. The offensive line's now more of a plug-and-play. Let's bring in veterans and piece it together. I got Kansas City winning at 13-4. and four. Kansas City, Tom, wins the division, and they'll run away with it because they're that much better than everybody else in the division. 
as we uh, put together this podcast and push record, it's the week of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. On September 11, 2001, as I did morning drive sports updates on Extra Sports 1150, Tony Bruno was the host. A young intern from USC who was the brightest one I had had ever mm. walked in and told me that a plane had hit the build had had flown into the world trade center we all remember like our parents remember where they were when john f kennedy was assassinated everybody our age remembers where they were and what they were doing uh when that happened on 9 11 and i was on the radio and isaac lowenkron was my intern he was terrific and Fast forward, he is now the pre and post game host of the Chargers. Wait a second, you did not tie in 9 11 and the towers to Isaac Lowenkron doing the pre and post for the Chargers. You did not pull that out of, I don't want to even say a bag. I don't know where you pulled that out of, but please, I'm sorry for interrupting. I want, oh, to, it's okay. I want to hear how this finishes. I'm a storyteller, a raconteur. Yeah, so. yeah, you are. <laughs> The week of 9-11. Here we go. The pre and post well, of the Chargers. Here why not tie in that disaster to the Chargers somehow, right? Yeah, the, the, the Chargers are always awful. And Isaac Lowenkron has one of the toughest jobs you could possibly have. And I've heard him on the radio struggling to put together a post-game show, loss after silly loss after silly loss as the Chargers will come from ahead to lose a football game. And he has to bring lipstick to, he's a very heterosexual man with two children. He has to bring lipstick to work uh, every Sunday to put lipstick on the pig that is the, that is the Los Angeles Chargers, the former San Diego Chargers who never should have moved. So I love how you opened up with how bad the Chargers were, how they always are, another one of those franchises you shouldn't touch. The media does love the Chargers this year, much like the Browns, but it's a much bigger risk of this year to go all in on the Chargers just because, as I always say, go. you could pick these divisions each year, year in and year out, and do a pretty good job just go by going through the history of the franchises and do the are these historically well-run franchises the chargers we know aren't they're not usually well coached well run and therefore stay away from the chargers have i spent too much time in the afc west on the chargers yes we yes. both have hey, they yeah. might have a breakout year this year they got a good team oh well they yeah. got a good team and a great young quarterback i said he's the best quarterback i saw live last year and i saw brady wow breeze josh allen wow. eric carr i saw them all live he was the best quarterback oh. I saw. I, I keep bringing that up. Well, so and I, I keep and I keep mentioning too. You know, if we listen to this podcast in December, there will be one team that makes a fool out of us. Yeah. Will the Chargers be that team? I just always think it's smarter to pick against the Chargers. As long as you've known me, I've picked against the Chargers. How has that worked out for me? Jake? Worked out really well. Ninety percent right, <laughs> of the time, like you are with your with your chaos theory of the world with Jacksonville. Yes, against a bad organization and it works out. So yes. I'm assuming you have Kansas City winning. Yeah, yeah, Chiefs and Raiders, the Raiders squeezing into the playoffs. Chiefs at 14 and 3, Raiders at 10 and 7 for the reason you're mentioning. I think the Raiders are well coached. I worry about the Raider defense. Derek Carr is another guy. Derek Carr is another guy whose lifetime quarterback rating is better than the entire Hall of Fame. 
He's so, real good. Uh, so, real uh, so good. yeah. So, I'm so I I I uh, Chiefs with the Raiders squeezing into the uh, to the playoffs. Thanks for that, because that's how I'm going to wrap it up here with the Raiders. Uh, they're getting the most disrespect I've ever seen. Ever. Oh wow! I've been with the organization. This is my 23rd year. They brought in uh, KJ Wright from Seattle. Ten years on the path to the Hall of Fame. Reminds me of Harry Carson with the Giants. Everybody talked about Lawrence Taylor. It was Harry Carson. Everybody talked about the Legion of Boom. K.J. Wright was brilliant. Bobby Wagner, the better player, future Hall of Famer, K.J. Wright right next to him. Raiders get him. He's pissed a lot left in the tank. They get Casey Hayward, two-time Pro Bowl corner. From the Chargers, they get Yannick Ngakwe, a massive edge rusher. I think he's going to have a bounce-back year. And... They drafted all defensive guys, and I think they're going to be better. And their offense is good. Everybody's worried about their O-line. They replaced them with good players. I have the Raiders sneaking in again. I could get this wrong. I hope not. I I think the Raiders can win 10 games like they were supposed to last year. I have the Raiders at 10 and 7, and I have Baltimore, who plays the Raiders this Monday night. Winner move forward, loser still in the playoffs, which is tough. Normally, I wouldn't do that. So I got the Raiders and Baltimore – in with my wild card. So in the AFC, Tennessee and Indy, Tennessee 12 and five, Indy 11 and six. In the East, Buffalo 14 and three. In the North, Cleveland 12 and five, Baltimore 10 and seven. And my uh-huh. other wild card team will be the Raiders at 10 and seven as Kansas City wins the division 13 and four. Those are my seven picks for the AFC playoffs, Tom Looney. Great breakdown of the Raiders. It's like you work for the team. What an outstanding well, breakdown. I've been, taking, I've been taking it. If I was a if I was a character in Game of Thrones, I'd be no. killed in season one by the 20th minute. <laughs> <laughs> People are just shooting and dragons are hitting me all day long. What do you got for your well, AFC playoffs? And the Raiders, there's as I mentioned, the Raiders easily could be one of of those teams that makes a fool out of everybody yes, and I as agree. i as i keep mentioning too but Derek carr Derek carr is his completion percentage what the hell more do you want Derek carr's numbers are terrific it's he's another one of those overlooked guys well people talk about matthew stafford how good would the rams be with Derek carr get me going your afc playoffs the number one seed in the afc playoff picture according to me looney Ravens. The Ravens will be the number one seed. Ravens, Bills, Titans, Chiefs as your division winners. Patriots, Browns, Raiders. Wow. So that that will be uh you know I don't need to go through the uh the records. I and mean, that's getting in. That's too tedious. No, I got it. No, yeah, I'm a right brain guy. Yep. That's fantastic. Okay. Here we go. I'm gonna let you go first with your Super Bowl matchup and your Super Bowl winner, Tom Looney on the JT and Looney podcast, where we want you to leave your Super Bowl winner on Facebook at JT the Brick and both on Twitter at Looney on Fox and at JT the Brick. Tom, you're up first, Super Bowl place. As you know, the child, the team of my youth, shout out to the 716. I'm not from the 716. I'm from the 607. However, everybody in the 607 is a Buffalo Bills fan. We all had surrogate favorite teams because they were always so bad over the years with a wink and a nod to the 90s. Everybody who grows up in upstate New York loves the Bills, and then they have a surrogate favorite team and the NFC that wins. <laughs> That's the way it works when you grow up in upstate New York. Your AFC championship game will be the Ravens and the Bills. And because I am incredibly superstitious, I am not going to pick the Buffalo Bills to go on to the Super Bowl. I don't want to ruin it for them. It's also not a smart thing to do when it comes to 
the history of the franchise, which is very important to me when we do these shows. Baltimore Ravens, historically a much more well-run franchise than the Buffalo Bills. It will be Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, over Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game, moving to the NFC Championship game. My particular sleeper pick in the NFC has been the Saints, as you know, as you could feel from this podcast, with a great comeback a year for Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints over fill-in-the-blank in the quarterback and the San Francisco 49ers, another team going from worst to first. This happens every year in the NFL with one team, and they'll be one of the teams to do it. Saints over the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Drum roll, please. Your Super Bowl will be the Baltimore Ravens against the New Orleans Saints with the Ravens winning 34-30. God, I got to go see the Ravens Monday night in the first ever game with fans. And I got to go in there knowing you're picking them to win the Super Bowl. And you got to go in there. And you've seen a lot of great performances on the sidelines with the Raiders over the years. You're so lucky you're going to get to see Lamar Jackson play in person before he goes into COVID protocol. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) For six weeks. Of course, after the Raider game. After Uh, that game, that'll go into COVID protocol uh, for seven weeks. All right, uh, let's go with my Super Bowl picks. I'll start in the NFC. Uh, I don't like doing chalk that much. I think the NFC West is going to beat each other up. Mm-hmm. I could see the Niners or the Rams in the Super Bowl. I could see the Rams hosting the Super Bowl. It's going to be played at SoFi. Right. They could host the Super Bowl, but I'm not going there. I'm going with the chalk. Aaron Rodgers came back. They bring in Randall Cobb. I think they're going to be really strong this year. They're going to have an easy road. So they're going to be shutting down the division early. They'll get a home bye week, which I'm fascinated by. And they'll have the playoffs going through Green Bay again. I have Green Bay beating Tom Brady. Brady's going back to Lambeau. He's going back in the cold. And I have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers winning the NFC. Aaron Rodgers goes back to the Super Bowl. In what I believe will be his final year. His ego's so big, even after going to the Super Bowl, he's gonna want out. In the AFC, the AFC is really tough. A lot of people are just all over Kansas City. And we mentioned the Chargers, the love affair with all of that. Right. I like Cleveland's roster really at a very high level. I also told you I like Tennessee, but the closest ride between two teams that no one ever talks about, but my friends do, is the drive between Cleveland and Buffalo and Buffalo and Cleveland. It's a very short drive. Whenever there's tickets available, fans from either team go to the other spot to watch it. My AFC championship game will be in Buffalo. Whoa. Cleveland will be in Buffalo. The dog pound will have a massive tailgate. They will come there like a scene again of Game of Thrones. They'll all come to the gates. It'll be an epic game in a snowstorm. I have the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC championship over Love the it. Cleveland Browns. And the Super Bowl will be Buffalo, Green Bay. And for the first time in my career, first time ever, put it on the board. The Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. They win their first Super Bowl. They do it in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium on a glorious night in February. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in my career, the Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl. From your lips to God's ears. Well, 
Thank you for listening to all 53 minutes and 40 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast powered by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.